Welcome, minor hockey fans. This is Renegades Rinkside, your between-the-games and behind-the-scenes look at the players, coaches, and families that make up our great minor hockey scene here in Newmarket, Ontario. This show features the evolution of the U18 AA Newmarket Renegades as they make their run in 2023-2024 for the championship. Well, I want to give you a rundown of what happened last Friday and what to expect this Friday. And in between, we'll spend a little time with the coaches and we'll get some impressions from one of our co-hosts. But let's spend a few minutes first on the spirit of minor hockey. This week, let's talk about connection. On the ice and off the ice, connection is vital to making things happen. It doesn't matter what your field is, whether you're in healthcare, sales, marketing, management, leadership, sport. Everything gets better if you understand the one fundamental of interacting with other people. The time that you spend connecting changes how you experience the world and how you gain victory. Think about it. If I want you to use my product, pay for my service, or to do something together with me, working towards a common goal of some kind, whether it's school or work or beyond, I'm more likely to be successful if I understand carefully not what you need, but what you want. Most people don't need an iPhone, but many people, not all, but many, believe that they want it. But it's not the physical phone itself that they want. It's how they feel about themselves when they have it. Whether it's the status, whether it's the speed, the connectivity, the elegance of the design, if I decide that I want that feeling, there's only one way to get it, and I won't be able to stop thinking about it until I do. And it's the same thing with people. You'll cooperate better, influence better, collaborate better if you take the time to understand the person sitting across the table from you. The interesting thing is, we've lost the art of connection. We live in a very disconnected world. Not only are we separate, with our eyes tuned into those devices, even when we're walking around in public places or sitting together enjoying a meal, we're barely there. And what that's created is a divisiveness, a separation. That separation prevents us from getting along. It prevents us from working together. So think about what that would do for a team. As the New Market Renegades come together for the first time, some of them from the 2006 group and some of them from the 2007 group, we wonder, will we be able to connect? Because once we're connected, we can sense each other's moves. We know who's beside us, behind us, and in front of us without even looking at them. We understand each other's rhythms and patterns. And so we can communicate in ways that are intuitive. We understand what each other expects. We understand each other's strengths and weaknesses. Most importantly, we understand what the other needs and wants as a player. And it's only then when we have that great connection can we succeed on the ice and off the ice. Remember, the skills that we learn here in minor hockey through the drills, the practices, the games, the victories, and the failures, will serve us as we move forward in life. And so if you're here for the early games of the 2023-24 season, you're watching those connections build between these young players, between the players and the coaches, and between the families as well. As we go from place to place, game to game, we learn each other's patterns and rhythms, and we know how best to support one another, but it all comes down to whether or not the players can figure out that connection in time to make a powerful run for the trophy. And how do we become more connected? It's simple. Be interested. Be observant. Watch carefully. Look at what the other person does. Ask them questions. Who do you admire? 
Why do you admire them? Where are you trying to go with this thing? Why is hockey important to you? Why do you love this game? What are you working on? Where do you want to improve? All of these questions allow us to know at an intuitive level how we best serve and coordinate with the people around us. We make these observations unconsciously. We make decisions and judgments about other people's values and contributions, strengths and weaknesses, without even knowing it. But the problem is, if we don't spend the time being interested, asking the questions, we're likely to get those judgments wrong. It pays to know your team. Think about it. This will help them as they move on into life and they have relationships, they have job interviews, they have clients and customers, they have teachers. You got to figure all of those people out. You got to understand what makes them tick. You got to be curious. You got to be interested. So that's my question for you today in the community, as part of this team, as one of the players, as one of the coaches, what are you curious about? Did you get interested today? Because those are the steps that will help build the connections that we need on the ice, off the ice, and beyond minor hockey. Well, let's not hold things up. What you're all here for is to hear about the game. So last Friday, we met the Richmond Hill Jaguars. New team, new name, and the boys kicked it off in new market style with their first victory of the year. 3-0. Shoutout for goalie Matt Williams. Also some big goals from Russell Vienne, Ethan Kilb, and Travis King. It's also noteworthy that Matt Williams faced around 30 shots in net, which means he not only stood on his head to get the save, but the defense was also instrumental in keeping those shot opportunities neutral. The short story is there's lots to like in that first turnout, but of course there's lots to work on too. Let's take a listen to what the coaches had to say about the game. First, we asked Coach Jeff Kilb what he thought of tonight's performance and how he felt about the team's effort overall. Feels good. Always feels good to get a uh, to start the season off with a win in your own barn. Just a great way to uh, to kick the season off. I think the boys are pretty pretty stoked, pretty happy. It was obvious from the background noise the boys were having a bit of a celebration. So we asked them what the mood was like in that dressing room. They're good. The boys are buzzing. They're having a good time in there. They got a little Katy Perry playing on the uh, on the radio. When I caught up with Coach Larry Wood, I asked him what he had planned to work on between the tournament and Game 1, how he felt about the win, and if there was anything he was concerned about. Well, we wanted to really focus again on our strong forecheck and having that 2-1-2 uh, kind of presence. Um, we did address that, but one of the other things we tried to address was uh, discipline. And unfortunately, that did not sink in in this game. We took a couple of pims and gave the other team some opportunities, but... Um, Thankfully, some strong goaltending and some good defensive play was able to help us out through there. One of the unmistakable aspects of the game, and part of the tournament too, was the very high number of penalties, in this case, on both sides. And it was obvious that as frustrations ramped up on the Richmond Hill side, the physicality and the aggression of the game amped up too, and we ended up collecting nine penalties over the course of the game. We asked Coach what he thought about that. So we talked about it. That was one of our main goals today, though we have two strong, really, really strong goalies on our team. We wanted to limit those opportunities as best as possible. Uh, we didn't in this game, and that's something we'll have to make an adjustment on Sunday and Tuesday at our skates. But, uh, you know, our boys, they, they, you could see there's some quiet confidence to them at times, and they were able to deal some adversity and that they were self-inflicted, but we got through it. Nonetheless, even if we have some work to do on controlling our emotions on the ice, you can't deny the fact that not only did we kill every penalty that came our way, but we also managed to take advantage of some shorthanded opportunities. And I asked Coach Kilb what he thought allowed us to do that. 
I think you're right. You nailed it. The special teams were, were the difference tonight. The power play goals that we got and all of our successful uh, penalty kills as well. So both on the on the offense and the defensive side, the specialty, specialty teams was huge for us tonight. We caught up with shutout goalie Matt Williams and asked him how it felt to claim this important first game victory. I mean, it feels pretty good. Uh, got the confidence back pretty early in the season, so that definitely feels good. Anytime you keep the score down to zero, you really help your team maximize their opportunity to win. So we asked him if there was anything he did differently to prepare for this game to make the magic happen. Nothing really felt different. Just got the mind right before the game and uh, yeah. And of course, as many of you are probably wondering, was he nervous before this ever important game? A little bit, um, but you know, got a good team in front of me. He scored a few goals, so felt pretty good. Well, now it's time to bring on some third-party commentary. I'm pleased, as the host of the show, to bring on a co-host, someone who can add real color commentary to the game. That's beyond my capability. I'm an interested and keen observer, but by no means am I as experienced or educated in the game as my first guest, Paul Gillard. Paul has coached some of these boys in past seasons, and he's the stepdad of number 10, Cole Baldwin. We sat down during a practice rinkside as the boys skated around, took some shots, and we talked about what we saw in that game one and had a little back and forth about where the team's coming in strong, where they need to develop, and what some of the crucial success factors will be for the rest of this season. All right, guys, it's time for your weekly game recap. I'm here with my co-host, Paul Gillard. How are you this week? I'm good, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing great. This game that we saw uh, last week against the Richmond Hill yeah. Jaguars, yeah. right? Yeah. New name. So we won it. We took it 3 nothing. What do you think contributed to that win? You know, I I, uh, I watched the game again, and uh, it changed the game changed for me after I watched it online. It was interesting. Uh, uh, Richmond Hill actually outshot us thirty-one uh, twenty-seven, and I didn't realize that at the at the game. So when I look at that, plus we had nine penalties and they had eight, right? And we scored on three power plays, right? That's right. So I think the highlight or, or the big thing was was obviously the penalty kill. We uh, killed off. Uh, killed off nine penalties. I know Richard Manel had a few that matched up the same as ours, but we killed off uh, nine penalties. We then, uh, we scored three in the power play. Yeah. And uh, so I think, you know, those two uh, two units are playing great. And I thought the goaltending was just outstanding. Well, it definitely helped when you've got nothing going in the net. Uh, yeah. What what would you say about the defense? What I'm seeing out there is they're, uh, they're making that first pass. Uh, to me, the most important thing is that from a, from a D point of view is when they get that puck behind their net or behind the, the, the goal line is that they get that pass on the, on the stick of mostly the wingers or on, uh, on the centerman and I think they did a really really good job on that the other thing I really like is that they uh, they were really aggressive on the blue line they pinched down they held that blue line tight and they pinched down and attacked uh, pretty good on the uh, on the on the wingers for Richmond Hill this is your first time seeing uh, Matt Williams yep. play in net what were your impressions yeah I thought he was excellent I thought the highlight of the game it's about five minutes left in the first period. You stopped a breakaway. Shots on their goalie are important. I think the most important thing is really where they came from. And uh, from what I saw, a lot of perimeter shots, right? So the D's doing a really good job of, of keeping, uh, keeping the forwards or the D on the outside and getting low percentage shots. So right. from my perspective, they could shoot all day long, but as long as it's low percentage shots and, 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 uh, 
and Maddie's got an eye on the puck, I think it works out just fine. And uh, I love I love Maddie's aggressiveness uh, on the puck, especially that helped a lot when we were killing penalties. So here's one question: because the boys come from different groups, they they yeah. may not have totally integrated and socialized yet. Correct. Did you see any of that on the ice? Did you see anything lacking, or did you see a maybe a little bit of uh, room for improvement and coordination? Yeah, you know, I my feeling is that a team won't gel until about 10 games in. Half the team is 06s and half teams are 07. So it, it's going to it's going to take some time. And as every game goes on, that communication is going to increase. Tell me about the coaching. What are your impressions so far? You've been a coach and, yeah. and you've had a chance to meet Larry. He's got yeah. a really strong vision for the team, yeah. which maybe some teams haven't seen in the past. What do you think of the coaching crew so I, far? I, yeah, I personally really like it. I, I like how he uh, wants to structure the team and, and make it kind of the, the top team in, uh, in Newmarket. So I really like that idea. I think that's something that, uh, that the boys need and you know, wanting want to help them with them with charity and going on the ice with uh, kids I think I think is wonderful. Now who traditionally has been a, a very strong competitor for your team? Well last year Markham. Markham was unbelievable. Really? I think they lost four games all year. Barry, always strong. Now I'm cu really curious about South Simcoe which is Bradford and Ennisville. Um, they uh, this is their first year in, in AA at least in my uh, for a while. And uh, you got Upper York Admirals, so uh, um, Georgina and AG. So I'm really interested in seeing what they're going to be like. So we're seeing Markham uh, on Friday, Friday right? Yeah. So what are you, uh, you going to be looking for? So one of the things that Markham had last year, they had a lot of speed and they were physical, right? And this is what the one thing I love seeing out of the boys this year is uh, a lot of like an aggressive forecheck, right? So that puck goes in the other team's end, and, and I would say probably 80% of the time the other team's getting hit. So what that does, the intent, a lot of people like say like, listen, you know, body contacts that big hit that we see on TSN all the time, but it's not that. The intent of a, of body contact separate the man from the puck. Right? The ability for us to take the puck off them, right? So that gives us control. Because the other thing I, I believe in is is possession. Whoever team possesses the puck for the most time in the game generally generally wins the game. So I'm going to look from from Markham. How how fast are they, and how? Uh, how are they on the forecheck? Because they were really physical last year. Now, one of the problems with the physical team, of course, is that we end up taking more penalty time. So have you noticed the boys unable yeah. to control their cool a little bit in yeah. the tournament play so far? Yeah, I have. Yeah, there's. Uh, we had nine penalties against Richmond Hill. They had eight. Uh, there's a few unsportsmanlikes in there, a few that were headshots. I know Russ Vian got one headshot, but Russ is 6'3", so he's going to hit. And the guy was a little bit smaller, so he's going to naturally hit them there. So those are little things you're going to learn. I think the unsportsmanlike penalties are things that Larry will rein in as the year goes on. So I, I, I'll be more curious to see what they're like at, at 10 games. I think that's going to be the real telling part. Right. So this could be the last year for you and your son in hockey. What yeah. are you looking forward to the most? Last year as an 06 parent, you don't think it's the end, right? So this summer, it really hit me. And at the end of the, the final game, you know, a few parents were there crying in the lobby. And I was like, holy jeez. <laughs> I, I hope this isn't going to be me. Yeah. But I guess as part of a journey as a parent or a step-parent, right, is you're going on to the next phase. A lot of the boys are going to be going to uh, to college university next year. And right. they're leaving. And some, some of us are going to be empty nesters, right? But I'll tell you. The last game of the year is going to be one sad uh, I'm sure sad it will event. be. Yeah. I bet it will be. Well, yeah. listen, I am looking forward to sharing the season with you and your family. So thank you so much for being a co-host here today. Thanks We're going to look lot. forward to the next one. Thanks a lot, Chris. I really appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Paul. 
Well, folks, that about wraps it up for this week. Here's some things you've got to look forward to. We're still working on that logo and that website, and they're chugging along. We should have them out and live for you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram or on X. Our handle is at RenegadesU18AA. Moving on in the regular season, Game 2 will be Friday, October 13th at the Ray 20 Recreation Complex in Newmarket, Ontario. Join us there at 7 Sharp. Don't miss out on the action. One thing I can say for certain after having watched the last game is that the excitement is real. You can tell how bad this team wants it, and you can see how hard they're willing to work to get there. Let me tell you, if you're thinking about going downtown to the city center tonight to watch an NHL game where the parking will cost you 100 bucks, a hot dog will cost you 300 and I don't even want to talk about a jersey or a hat, skip the trip, save your wallet, and join us right here in Newmarket. Remember, the best hockey happens right here. That's my time for this week. This is your host, Chris Williams, signing out. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode and share this podcast with your friends. If you know people who are into minor hockey, who have got kids in the system, or minor sport in general, they're sure to enjoy watching this team develop, evolve, and grow, and digging deep and connecting with the personal stories of the players and the families and coaches who support them. Thank you very much, and have a great rest of the week.